Good morning. It's great to see you, Strong Nation Church, wherever you are. Maybe you're here in this building, or maybe you're in your lounge room, or maybe you're still in bed. That's okay. I'm glad you've joined us this morning. Let's worship together. Here we go. This whole form, new beginning. I've received another chance of living. This time round, it's all for you. I can't wait to see what you will do. This healing, and I've received it.
you're in this building today, you might be particularly aware of the fact that you can't sing. But you know, I'm so grateful that there are an enormous number of ways that we can worship that don't involve singing. And just in case they're dropped out of your mind, I wanted to remind you of some of them today. Of course, if you're at home, well, you can worship however you like. Uh, but if you're right here in this building, or even if you are at home, let me remind you of some of the ways that we can acknowledge who God is, that we can give Him the praise that He deserves this morning. Here's just a few with some scripture references. You can raise your hands. It's a great way to worship. It's a way that acknowledges who God is. It's a good way. You can make some noise with your hands. You can clap, clap all you people. You can clap in time. You can clap out of time. There's nothing about the timing. You can dance even if you can't dance. Psalm 149 verse 3, you can bow down. Who says you have to stand up? Bow down if you like. Psalm 95 verse 6, if you brought a musical instrument, play away. We probably won't be able to hear you. If you're at home, grab that maraca or that tambourine. You can make a joyful noise. Psalm 98 verse four, whistle, shout, stomp, just don't sing. You can stomp. Yeah. Um, you can hit or shake something, not someone, something. You know, you've got like, you've got a drum kit in front of you. If you're in a seat with a seat in front of you, ready mate, worship kit. You know, you could pull out your word as we're, as, we're, as we're worshiping and you could read your word. You could pray as we're encouraged to in Philippians 4, 6. You could just actively surrender yourself to God during our worship this morning as an act of worship as Romans 12, 1 tells us. Or you could meditate. You know, Joshua 1.8 says that we should meditate on this book. Don't let it depart from our mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that we'll be careful to do everything that's written in it. Then we'll be prosperous and successful. So however we are gonna worship this morning, don't let the singing stop you. This is a moment for us to declare who God is and to give Him the praise He deserves. So I'm filled with faith. I am filled with
forbidden to speak. Now, you can't chant. It's kind of like singing, speaking in time. But you can speak. And you know what? I think that the enemy would love to silence your voice. Because I read in Revelation 12, 11, that the, the Christians overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. The words that we're singing are powerful, but they're much more powerful in your mouth than they are in mine. Your testimony. So you know, you can read the words on the screen. You don't have to sing them. But if you see a word that you need to speak, speak that word. That word is powerful in your mouth this morning. 
Awake my soul and sing, sing his praise aloud, sing his praise aloud. Awake my soul and sing, sing his praise aloud, sing his praise aloud. Praise aloud. Awake my soul and sing, sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise aloud. Oh, and when he moves and when we pray. Praise the Lord. 
This is our last week on building God on altar. Of course, that's our whole lives, so <laughs> just because our theme ends, it's like the service ends, but church doesn't. But in this final week, I was thinking about just how we sort of bring this to a, a moment of close. And the thing that was really impressed on my heart was this idea that altars are places of encounter. You know, sometimes they're built because an encounter's just happened. You know, there's uh, when the Israelites are crossing the Jordan, you know, they, they get this great miracle, this encounter with God, and then they build, build an altar. Uh, so sometimes that's the case. Uh, you know, when Peter, James, and John are up there on the Mount of Transfiguration and, and they encounter Jesus in His, in his glorified form, they want to build an altar. <laughs> um, but sometimes encounters follow the building of the altar. In 1 Kings 18, Elijah builds an altar, knowing that God is God, and so banking that God is going to demonstrate Himself to be who He is. But He has to build the altar before the encounter. I don't know what that's going to be for us this morning. Maybe all this time thinking about building God an altar, maybe, maybe it's so ripe for God to just come down and consume that sacrifice of our lives upon it this morning. But my prayer is whether, whether you prepared an altar or not, that this would be a place of encounter this morning. A place of encounter. You give life you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Greater you, Lord, you give life, you give life, you are love. You bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord, it's your
earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing.
For those of you who've been saved for a long time or who've been around church, you can take your seats if you like. And, uh, in fact, I won't tell you to stand or sit. You know, just worship as you, as you are inspired to do so. Encounters have made the difference in my life over the years. I mean, I'm the first one to, both Chris and I are really into the disciplines of, um, you know, of the word and of worship and of prayer. And, and, and I absolutely believe in those things. But, you know, um, I don't necessarily remember all those days that I read the word or, or prayed, you know, in, in my youth. But I absolutely remember those moments of encounter. They were life-changing. You know, those moments in a youth camp or or just in a service where the presence of God was more real than anything I could have touched or tasted. Or it, it, it was so profound that it just completely shook me, my being, that I, I, I couldn't leave that place the same way I walked in. And this is the nature of encounters. Encounters make the difference. Encounters are vital because unless we've encountered God, we only know about Him. And about Him is not going to transform our world. It's not going to transform our own lives. And right there, it's, it's the fact that encounters are transforming. I mean, just ask Paul. He was a different man when he walked, started that road, the Damascus road, to the one that he finished walking. <laughs> Just ask the disciples, you know, I reckon there would have been so many memorable moments with Jesus along the way. But I reckon if you ask them, were they the same after that upper room experience in Acts 2 where the Holy Spirit fell, that moment of encounter, and I reckon they'd say, no, we were just not the same. We were not the same. Yes, yes, we'd spent three, we'd spent many, we'd had many encounters with Jesus and we were blown away and obviously he, he transformed our lives. But that moment of encounter in the upper room, we were never the same. We could keep pointing back to that. We know what it's like when the Holy Spirit comes and does those things that just we cannot do as human beings. This is my prayer this morning, that this would be a place of encounter. Wherever you are, wherever you are would be the place of encounter. And I know, I know that might seem a little strange. Could, could my lounge room be the place of encounter? Yes, yes it can. Could my bedroom be the place of encounter? Absolutely. Could my breakfast table be the place of encounter? Yes, yes, yes. Wherever you are is a place for potential encounter this morning. Oh God, come by your Spirit. Come by your Spirit. Come and do the things that only you can do.
Ski. 
some way that you need to really experience God this morning. Maybe it is as the way maker because in front of you just seems like a brick wall. In front of you just seems like an obstacle that isn't going to move. God specializes in those. He loves objects that supposedly can't move. It gives him a chance to show how great he is. It gives him a chance to demonstrate that what is impossible for man is possible with God. If you need him as the way maker this morning, just, just ask him, God, be the way maker in this situation. Be the way maker. Move that mountain. Change that situation. Make me the overcomer that I need to be to step through this. Maybe it's the miracle worker. Maybe it's a miracle of provision. Maybe it's a miracle of relationship. Again, this is God's territory. This is exactly why we need the encounter. Because there's stuff that's just outside of our ability to do anything about. Oh God, come, come in your miraculous power right now into homes, into bedrooms, into this auditorium. Bring deliverance, bring healing, bring restoration, break chains, bring provision. Oh God, come in your awesome and mighty power, your unlimited power. Come in your glory, your magnificence. Display who you are, the God of signs and wonders. Break through in the circumstance. Maybe it's the promise keeper you need this morning. Oh, he's given us so many great and wonderful promises and Sometimes we might find ourselves waiting for those to be fulfilled for such a long time. It seems like us for a long time, but God is not slack concerning His promises. He is not slow, but He's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. His timing is perfect. Oh God, be the promise keeper this morning. Those things that you've laid in the hearts of your children, bring them to pass, God. Bring them to pass. In you, the promises are yes and amen. Yes, I speak yes over the promises that you've made. Yes, fulfill your promises, God, in this place. Fulfill your promises. You know, I know that God can break into our mundane when we're completely not expecting it. But I think that most of the time encounters require expectation. That is, we know that God responds to our faith. Those who come to Him must believe that He is. He is God, He is Lord. 
and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I think encounter requires expectation from us most of the time. So what's your expectation? God, God, I expect to walk away from this place different to the way that I walked in. I expect to, for my heart to be soft towards people who it's been hard towards. I expect that when I look out into my neighbor's yard, oh God, I'm gonna suddenly see them the way that you see them. I think encounter requires a soul focus. I don't know what God's doing in the person next to you, but you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters, what God, what are you doing in me right now? That's, that's the first place to start. We'll start thinking about the person next to us in a bit. But you know, if we don't have that soul focus, we might be like Michael, David's wife, who stood up in her little room and watched David dance before the Lord, watched David have an encounter as the presence of God re-entered Jerusalem. And she got nothing from it except a barren womb because she was too concerned about what was happening for someone else and not concerned about her own relationship with her Creator. You know, I know it's awkward sometimes when if you're in a lounge room at home and there's only one other person next to you, I mean, you're exposed. But you know, the, the most powerful thing you can give your partner, your spouse, your kids, is your worship of God. It's such a powerful testimony. It, it, it says, you know, this is the way that life works. When God is a sole focus, when I'm not worried about what you care or you think about my worship to God, then I'm free. I'm free to be transformed in His presence. I'm free to hear His voice. I'm free to be able to serve you. Oh God, free us, free us from the, the, the expectations or the gaze of anyone else and let us Worship to the audience of one. I think encounter also requires surrender. You know, even when Isaiah saw the Lord in Isaiah 6, and that was absolutely an encounter, his life wasn't completely changed until he throws his, himself on his face before God and says, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I'm among a people of unclean lips. And that coal comes and he's, his sin is washed away and then he's called to go and he's called, he's sent and he's empowered and he's transformed in the midst of that encounter. Oh God, we surrender our lives to you this morning. Transform us in your presence and send us out into this world that so desperately needs you. Send us out, send us out as we surrender. Send us out. And you've been so, so good to me. You've been so, so good to me. Oh, to think where I would be if not for you. If not for you, you are good. And you've been so, so good. So, so good. 
doesn't require a special place and it doesn't require some special person. I don't need to be there. I'm, I'm glad that I've joined you, but you know what? It's not me who's going to transform you. I can't do it. I need transforming. Oh God, 
Holy Spirit, you are with every single person watching right now. This is who you are. You are the omnipotent one, the omnipresent one. Your power is not diminished as you spread across the earth. You are not in part in places. You are in full, in your glory, in your power, in your majesty. Everything that you are is where individuals are right now and right now I just release your power into every home into every person's life oh God come 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 and have your way in people's lives this morning come and do the things that only you can do break through bring healing bring miracles oh God have your way have your way right now have your way of His transforming presence is that you may encounter it in a flood and you may encounter it in the lightest mist. He is not powerful just because something's loud or big and He is not diminished by the small. But in this moment, He is God. sickness at the moment may be filled with disease and I tell you sickness and disease to go in Jesus name you just don't have any right to stay in the body of the children of God go in Jesus name now you're washing away worry, concern it's still lingering for some people but it's not your people <laughs> we could never be more secure than we are right now because our security was never in whether there was a global pandemic or not our security was never in whether we had work or not 
was never in the country that we lived. Lord, our security is in you. Lord, even if we can't fathom that, even if we, we don't know how much we believe it, we declare it because it is the truth. Our trust is in you. Our trust is in you. You are a good God. You are a good God. Good plans for your children. We rest in your goodness and your faithfulness. Faithful one. Faithful one. We trust in you, we trust in you, we rest in you. this morning before Pastor Rick comes. Would you just ask yourself in this moment, God, what are you saying to the person next to me or to the people around me? And God, what are you wanting to do for them this morning? with God often come through people. I can tell you the people who God used to speak into my life and prophesy those things that transform me forever. I still remember their names. And it wasn't that there was perhaps anything particularly special about them, but they were willing and they'd open themselves up and they'd say, God, use me. Well, would you this morning wherever you are in this auditorium, in your home, say, God, use me. How, how would you like to speak to the person next to me this morning? How can I encourage them? How can I build them up? How can I be the voice of God, that voice of transformation, that voice of confirmation of what you've already been speaking to them this morning or doing in them this morning? And the final question is, Lord, how do I go about being the conduit of you to someone else today. Maybe you wanna put your hand on the person next to you. That's probably okay, they're probably from your household. Or, or maybe you wanna write a little note to someone. Maybe you wanna text someone what God's speaking to you about. But right now, He's using you. He is so, so good through you. Let all His goodness, all His grace, all His faithfulness, all His power flow through you to someone 